This is Inside Purple and Gold. All right, back with Inside Purple and Gold. Dame Zutani, Jace Frederick here talking Vikings as we're on cutdown day. And Dane, while we're not going to have the full roster here, we do have one piece of breaking news uh, from Ian Raffaport. Tweets for the Vikings making a move that Janarius Robinson is going to be let go the second year defensive end. Fourth round pick from a year ago. Womp, womp, womp. Another Rick Spielman pick bites the dust. Uh, Any reaction to Robinson being let go? No, he was a fringe guy. I thought he he had a chance. Um, But I don't think you look at this pick and that Rick Spielman made and and cutting him today and, and feel very surprised. Um, he was right on the bubble. So I think we're going to see a lot more. Like, again, we're recording this at it's eight 42 on a, on a Tuesday morning. We're going to see a ton of cuts rolling over the course of the day. And then obviously rosters have to be finalized by this afternoon. Um, Janarius Robinson is, is among one of many that was probably going to get, that's going to get cut today. Uh, doesn't surprise me that much. We'll dedicate a little bit of time Thursday to like the final roster. If you listen to this on Wednesday and you're like, well, where's the final 53 minute analysis? We'll do that a little bit on Thursday. Frankly, like a lot of these fringe guys, it's the impact that that's going to make on the season, whether they keep player A or B is not huge. So we won't spend a ton of time on it. Uh, But we do want to spend more time on props, prop bets. This is something we're going to get into every week um, as we go into the season, looking at certain matchups. I think it's a great way to say like, okay, are you taking this receivers over or under on yards, touchdowns, whatever mm-hmm. for the week? Because it, it kind of shows how you see a matchup playing out. Uh, we're going to do it for both sides of the ball here on Tuesday here for our offensive preview, Thursday for our defensive preview. So we're going to get into a lot of the skill position guys, their props. All lines are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. You can find all of these online on DraftKings website right now. Um, I should note for all these numbers, injuries are kind of baked into all of it. Uh for all of these guys, frankly, like if any of them play 17 games, they will go over their number. That's almost certain. Um, the numbers are all pulled down a little bit just from the fact of guys are probably going to miss one or two games. And there's also a chance they could miss most of the season. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. So if these numbers sound small to you, it's because injuries are baked into it and there's a risk there. Um, but think of it more so of like, okay, if player A plays 15 games, do they clear this? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to look at a lot of these lines. Uh, so like I said, we're going to do this on a weekly basis. We're going to call it the Purple Prop Party because um, prop bets are fun. Um, so why not make it a little bit of a I party? I love gambling. We love gambling. We do. Sports. That's true. No question about it. And while we don't bet on like Minnesota sports teams, we never would bet on the Vikings. This is our way to at least play along and suggest um, what we would do if we were you. And you have the option to do it as well. So let's hop right in. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yards. I'm just going to go through all three and you can give your thoughts on all three of these. Yards for Kirk Cousins, 4,200.5 yards. Touchdowns, 31 and a half. Interceptions, 10 and a half. What do you think of these three? What would you do with Kirk? I'd shoot the over on all of them. And just by looking at the stats in the past, like in the past two seasons, Kirk Cousins went over 4,200 yards in 16 games in both those seasons. He went over 33 he he went over 31 and a half touchdowns. He had 35 two seasons ago, 33 last season. And he had seven interceptions last season. I think Kirk Cousins is always good for, for some interceptions. I think that was some regression back to the mean as far as a low number in that 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 standpoint. So I'm over on all of it. And I think a lot of it just stems from what we just talked about. Kevin O'Connell is going to give him a chance to throw the ball. If he was reaching those over totals with Mike Zimmer, I think he's going to reach them 
with Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, and like I mentioned, they did throw the ball a fair amount last year. Uh, they were pretty close, frankly, to the Rams in like total passing attempts. Uh, but I'm taking the over two, frankly. Like this was 16 games for Kirk, where you mentioned where he passed all those things last year. I think 16 games is a very fair number to put for Kirk. Mm-hmm. Anybody can miss a week for anything, but Kirk's pretty durable. Um, it's for quarterback injuries. There are fewer of them, frankly. Um, you know, you're going to see 75% of quarterbacks make it through the year pretty much unscathed. Uh, Yards, I think, is an easy clear. Touchdowns, 31 and a half. We've seen other times in his career where he doesn't clear that. It's maybe the scariest. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that number spike, maybe make a push towards 40 this year, just because he's one That's of the most yeah, he's one of the more accurate red zone passers. Um, and yet he ranked just 13th in the NFL in red zone attempts last year. He threw 71 passes inside the red zone. Matt Stafford in LA threw 112, which was third in the NFL. So say Kirk pushes up towards 100 red zone passes, and he is fairly good in those situations, that's where you can see that number go to 40 pretty easily. Uh, The 10.5 interceptions, two of the last three years he has been under it. Um, He's been a single-digit guy, but frankly, that's been frustrating, I think, for a lot of Viking fans in that it's just been too cautious. I think even Mm -hmm. Kevin O'Connell and company are going to try to coax that out of him and say, hey, look, we've got these great receivers. We've got these great weapons. Let's take some shots. I know Mike Zimmer wanted him to do that towards the end of Zimmer's tenure. We'll see if they can kind of push through on cousins here. Cousins says you don't want to be a check down Charlie yet. He's checked down cousins on a week to week basis. Um, I think it's going to go over because everybody's going to be pushing him in that direction. I think Minnesota would frankly not mind. I think they would sign up for more than 10 and a half interceptions because it means aggressions there. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm going all three overs. The interceptions is the one that, I'm more cautious about because he really has been kind of risk averse in recent years. All right. Dalvin cook rushing yards, 1150 and a half, uh, rush touchdowns, nine and a half rushing and receiving yards, 1500 and a half. Where are you at on Dalvin cook with those numbers? I am over on the rush yards because I think there's going to be that, that number just seems low. And and like you said, the number's probably low because you bake in injuries. If Dalvin cook plays 16, 17 games, he's going to go over 1150 yards. What if he plays 14? He played 13 last year and he was at 1159. So I think, I think regardless of the scheme that's being run, if Dalvin cook gets an opportunity to kick at the can 14 times. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to get to 1150 and a half. So Oh, just news right now dropped. Kellen Mond has been waived by the Vikings. So, oh, man. Tom Pellisperro. What was your favorite Kellen Mond moment? <laughs> we will we'll dive more into that on Thursday, but wanted to make sure that that gets out there. Um, Kellen Mond will be hitting no, he'll be hitting no overs uh, this year. None. Not a surprise. Last one. Watched him play football. Okay, good. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, nine and a half touchdowns. I, I'll take the under on that. Um, he was under... He was under last year. He was six. I think there's going to be some sort of touchdown regression back to a higher total, but I think you're right. I think the Vikings are going to throw more in the red zone, and I think that's inherently going to take away Dalvin Cook's ability to rush for touchdowns. Um, and then the rushing and receiving 1,500 and a half, my gut is to take the over on that, similarly to why I took the over on the rush yards. If he's on the field, I think he's going to hit over on that number. So I went over rush yards, under rush touchdowns, over all purpose, I guess. Where are you at? Okay, I'm going over. I'm going over on every single thing. Um, and the reason why 
I would even be more confident if they did indeed trade Alexander Madison. Um, I, I could see them otherwise maybe trying to mix Madison more in, but that feels like a thing every year that never actually takes place. The Rams like to go with a lot of one running back type of work. Um, so I would expect Minnesota to do the same, lean heavily on Delvin Cook. Maybe I think Madison should be mixed in more, but I don't think he will be. Uh, frankly, the touchdown thing, uh, the only one where you'd look and say, well, he only had six last year. Uh but that's a major outlier. He usually clears that. And last year, 12 rushes inside the five-yard line last year for Dalvin Cook. On those 12 rushes, he tallied two yards. Two. Look at you with the stats uh, today, I, man. Your stats are I think impressive that, today. I, I think that that maybe was a little bit of the predictability in an offensive line. And, okay, the opposing team knows you're running the ball and your offensive line stinks, so you're going to get bullied in those spots where the numbers don't line up in your way. I think maybe Minnesota will be more, like, spread out inside the five but still give Cook plenty of touches. Um, I, I I think nine and a half is a great line. I'm going to take ten. Uh, but if it's just – if he finishes with nine or eight, that wouldn't surprise me as well. I would stay away from that one. I think it's too close to call. Yeah, I would uh, not touch it. Yeah. All right, Adam Thielen, I'm interested in this one. Yards, 750 and a half. Touchdown, seven and a half. Reception, 69 and a half. Dane, how do you feel about Adam Thielen in his year 32 season? I'm taking all the overs again, and I'm okay. I'm just going to go ahead and, like, you know, remember when you were a kid and you would you would, you would would fill in, like, C on a Scantron test, like, three in a row, and you'd be like, yeah. I have to change my answer because this one's wrong. That's kind of yeah. how I feel going into this over. Like, I'm just picking over again and again and again. Should I pick an under? Like, just because you've done it a couple of times doesn't mean it's wrong. 750 feels low. Seven and a half with the, for touchdowns. That seems low too, especially if they're going to up their their the amount that they throw in the red zone. Adam Thielen is a legit red zone target, not because he's out jumping guys. It's because he his route running ability allows him to get open in short spaces. There's a reason he's always open. There's a reason he's always open in the end zone. Seven and a half, I feel like he clears that. And sixty nine and a half receptions. I, I mean, that that feels like a, a free over to me. Like I don't know, as long as he's getting. The opportunity, they they're going to throw the ball more. I, I know there's op there's going to be balls for KJ Osborne. There's going to be balls obviously for Justin Jefferson. I, I just think Adam Thielen's going to catch over. I think he'll hit the seventy mark um, if he stays healthy. Health is obviously the big concern here. If you're going to take unders here, it's because Adam Thielen has proven to be a little bit of an injury risk in in the past few years but I'm operating under the assumption he plays in enough games to, to hit these overs. Yep. I'm going under, under, under. Um, and Oof. I think a Let's lot of it bet. is the health. Uh, I think a lot of it's health related Dane. I played 13 games last year. Uh, the, he had the ankle issues. Um, I'm pretty concerned about those and with those 13 games. So yeah, he hit 10 touchdowns, but just 67 receptions, just 726 mm-hmm. yards. So the unders on what would be both of these numbers. Yes. If he plays, 15, 16 games he's going to clear. I don't think he's going to. I'm pretty concerned about a guy who's health. Um, you know, the ankle, he had soft tissue injury in 2019. Like, I'm concerned about the longevity of Adam Thielen now at age 32. Uh, I, I could see this being a thing where injuries are likely to pop up. I love Adam Thielen when he's on the field this year. I think week one, week two, he could be a monster. I'm not sure how he's going to hold up. I think that's why KJ Osborne and the receiver depth are all the up more important for this team. Uh, I could very, I'm very concerned about Adam Thielen and how 
his body is going to hold up. Um, what could be a great year for him, I think, is kind of in peril. Like, I would put him at, like, 12 games. Um, and if that's the case, he's going under on all of these. Um, I understand it's – you never want to, like, assume injury or anything, but just the way that two of the last three years have been significantly hampered by injury, and as he gets a year older, we're kind of at that point in his career where it's like Julio Jones, you almost kind of think maybe it's coming. I think it's coming for Adam Thielen. I hope I'm wrong, frankly, uh, but I – I would take the unders on these ones. Just we'll circle back to that at the at, at mid or end of the season and see where see where he's at. That's so right. No, I took all the overs and Jace took all the unders. That's right. That's true. Right. Um, yep, hundred uh, percent. Justin Jefferson, last one. Thirteen hundred fifty and a half yards, nine and a half touchdowns, one hundred and two and a half receptions. I think I honestly like receptions and yards. If he just plays. 14 games. <laughs> I, I think he goes over. This feels it's like free. free money as long as he stays healthy. As long as he stays healthy and Kirk Cousins stays healthy. Correct. If those two stay healthy. It's free. Um, I'm with you on that. I don't. That's a very low number for Justin Jefferson. And what he's done previously in his career, and let alone now his head coach is the guy who was the OC for Cooper Cup last year for like a historic receiving season. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's it's three overs for me. It, if you're if you're betting over unders, I feel like generally you're not betting on. Oh, maybe maybe he gets injured, so I'm just going to hammer the under. Like, it's fun to bet the over if if you're betting to Justin Jefferson prop. I, I would think you're probably wanting to bet the over, but these feel low. Like, regardless of of fun or not, like it feels like a good bet to make with with the jump that he is presumed to make, and the fact that. If he can stay healthy and, and be on the field for 16, 17 games, he's cleared all of these numbers in the past. So it, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, okay, let's do this one more. Um, highest scoring team on DraftKings. All the teams are listed. The odds that they are the highest scoring team in the NFL. Well, it's not like their points per game is it listed there, but just who is the highest scoring team. The Vikings were 20 to one um, tied for the 16th highest odds to be the highest scoring team in the NFL. This is a team that I said, like their best case scenario is being a top five offense this, this next year. So what do you think at 20 to one at being considered basically middle of the pack in terms of odds of being the highest scoring team? Granted, they were 14th in scoring last year. So I get it from that perspective. But what do you think of that? Uh, basically, Vegas not thinking too highly of this team being like that super explosive offense. I think it's a number that could lose Vegas some money. Like I think it's a smart money bet out there. Like if you're just trying to find a value bet, like 20 to one for the Vikings being the highest scoring team in the league. Like, do I think the Vikings are going to lead the league in scoring? No, probably not. But I think there's a world in which they, they can put up in the upwards of 30 points a game with, with the way this offense has been designed, you know, Last year, Dallas led the league with twenty uh, 31.2 points per game. Like, I don't know if the Vikings can get to that number, but it feels like with the, this, the way this re- regime has been working, the way this offense has been set up and designed, like it's conceivable to, to convince yourself that they can get to that. But I, I, I will say the fact that, that a lot of these, these books have them at 20 to 1, like the books set the numbers and, and they're usually right. So the fact that they're not held in such a high regard, you know, tied for 16th is in, with team scoring. It, it doesn't concern me as, as far as like what the Vikings are going to be able to do on offense this year, but it, it does jump out to me. It's a little surprising. 
It is like a reminder of when you say like, oh, the Vikings can have one of the best offenses in the NFL. I've kind of held that thought. And then you look at the list and it's like, there are a lot of good offenses in the NFL. Um, it's just like the edge rushers, like, you know, Buffalo, teams ahead of them, Buffalo, Tampa, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Bengals, the Eagles. I'm not sure if they'd have like a high potency offense. Uh, Green Bay, San Francisco, Baltimore, the Raiders, the Cardinals. Yep. Okay. All those offenses are good. All those offenses could easily outscore Minnesota. Not too surprising. I just thought it was maybe a little bit of a reality check of like, okay, they do have some of the best weapons. Uh, their offensive line is a question mark. I don't know if their offense is better than any of those teams. Um, so it's it's just like a, Kevin O'Connell's going to have to make huge improvements on that side of the ball if this team is to get into that sphere of like that realm of, okay, one of the best offenses in the NFL, which is where we think they might need to be if they're going to be like a true contender this season. All right, that's all we have. That is the end of our offensive preview uh, for Inside Purple and Gold, Odyssey's new Vikings podcast. We're going to talk defense. We will get into the 53-man on Thursday. We're going to do our big defensive preview. We will do our defensive purple prop party um, as we head into the season. For Please follow, like, subscribe to this podcast so you can make sure all episodes go right to your phone or your, your favorite podcast platform and is right there for on-demand listening for you. For Jace Frederick, Damian Zatani. This has been Inside Purple and Gold. Goodbye.